I don't know whether you can hear me or not. Maybe some of what I'm saying will echo through. back to trust god bro episode 18 and you know i've never started an episode off with a cello but when you have cello players in the room you have to start the episode with a cello um but yeah thanks not quite cello players but yeah yeah <laughs> nonetheless that, i mean that sounded pretty amazing but um today we're talking about trusting god with our our social media intake and this is going to be more of like a kind of a, a leisure podcast, and um, we will try to be concise, but just kind of a little bit like a bar talk or what so. I'm really excited because we have a lot of different perspectives to share. Um, kind of we have um, my perspective as a guy, um, a girl's perspective, and then also we have people that have some social media, no social media, and just kind of um, what that looks like in our lives, but um, just specifically like why should we, how should we think, why, what should we do, and I'm sure a lot of people listening have those questions, but um, before we begin, I want to introduce who we have um, on the podcast, so um, yeah, I mean, we do have a pretty um, good-sized people. Got so a crowd. We do. <laughs> so whoever wants to go first can go. And give us a little bit of context, like who you are and um, what your favorite Pop-Tart flavor is and whatnot. <laughs> um, my name is Heather Shambach. My favorite Pop-Tart flavor is cinnamon, and... Mm. I, as of right now, do not have any social media. Um, my name is Sadie Rumble. Um, my favorite Pop-Tart flavor is s'mores in the toaster. Mm. Popped open, or popped up, and with a cool glass of almond milk. And, <laughs> oh, specific. Um, my social media, I have... Um, two pages, one account for my business, and then personal account, a personal account and um, Snapchat account and a Facebook account. Um, I'm Sarah Shambach, my favorite Pop-Tart flavor. Um, I've only had the strawberry and the cinnamon, so from those two, I prefer the cinnamon. Um, and then my social media, I recently deleted it deleted all of my social media platforms I would say within the past six months so like mm. had them but not anymore so you don't have like anything no nothing zilch yeah. nada okay <laughs> sweet <laughs> um and then Liv. um I'm Livia Schumacher and my favorite pop-tart flavor is definitely brown sugar cinnamon that one's so good Cold or warm, like on both ways. And then, um, yeah, I currently don't have any social media. Cool. So I, to, to begin, um, I think this is a cool topic. And also, it's like, I didn't mention this, but we have, um, I'm an Android and we have iPhone users too. So there's mm -hmm. different ways we can um, see, regulate what we're consuming. But I think I just want to start off by like asking... Why is this an important topic today? Like, why do you think this is something that someone should consider? Say, um, you know, a 
13-year-old girl comes up to you and is like, hey, why should I care about what I consume? Um, what would you guys say? I think for starters, I think take a look at your screen time. Like, I mean, you, we're spending hours a day um, taking in, consuming other feed or just letting that impact our minds. And so, like, what are we letting our minds... Um, like, what are we spending our minds thinking and um, just marinating over? Like, what are we, yeah, using our days for? I think that's a big thing. Mm -hmm. And, like, where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. And mm -hmm. so, like, if our treasures become a lot of things of this world, it can be, like, everything that we're taking in, then that comes out of our heart, and that's the life that you end up living, so... It's very important that, like, what you're taking in is how you can glorify God through that. Yeah, it's like a direct mm -hmm. output. Whatever we're putting in is mm -hmm. yeah. what's going to come out, which is, yeah. yeah. But then it was interesting how your example was, like, a 13-year-old girl. Because in school, you watched The Social mm -hmm. Dilemma and then did a research paper after that. And my main focus was how social media can cause, like depression in girls except mm -hmm. like especially young girls with like mm -hmm. body image mm -hmm. issues and things like that it's like yeah. how damaging that can be for them mm -hmm. so mm -hmm. I guess I mean that's not every girl struggle but just to be able I guess to see it in yourself if that is your struggle then mm -hmm. it's not a healthy platform for you to be on mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. like the implications are much more than just what the time we're spending on it too you know mm -hmm. Mm -hmm it has later impacts for lots of different areas of our lives mm -hmm. yeah any more thoughts on that okay well I think the next thing people want to hear is like what is your relationship with media today social media how much do you use it and I think I'm just looking more from terms of like even like music and movies like how do you perceive those things what do you let yourself like intake um, Snapchat, Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, just kind of all that. And um, I guess I'll start first. And I would say that um, for me, I wasn't really aware of like what I was intaking until about two years ago. I read this book called 12 Ways Your Phone Is Changing You. And it really just kind of started me, like uh, got me thinking about everything that I'm intaking. And it really is like changing you um, to who you are. And I started becoming more conscious about Kind of just limiting myself and what I can and then um, I, I would say I was doing pretty well and then um, for a while I just kind of um, stopped and didn't really think about it much and I feel like in the last um, couple months and last year I've really gotten a, a grip on that and I've set a lot of boundaries like I, I have um, tons of limits that, and in fact even if I wanted to I can't like search certain things on even Google like I had someone take off my Google Chrome on my phone and st stuff like that. So that's kind of just like where I'm coming from. But I do still have Instagram and I look at Facebook and um, I use YouTube pretty frequently. Um, and I also have like a Snapchat. So as far as I'm probably in the, the minority here of people because it sounds like everyone else is kind of um, on the other page. So um, yeah, where are you guys at with your social media intake and um, what do you guys still use? I guess I do still have my Snapchat that I use for, um, like, keeping up with family. Um, but I do not have my Instagram. I, I had one at one point, 
Um, and then I also do not have a Facebook. I used to have one as well. Mm-hmm. Um, other than Snapchat, I do use YouTube. Um, Spotify, I use a lot. Um, yeah, other than that, I think that's that's it. I have, um, yeah, like I mentioned earlier, most social medias, and um, I set, I think it's a 30 or 40 minute limit a day, and usually try to stay within those limits, um, but I'm not very strict on myself. I sometimes will hit ignore <laughs> limit for a little bit, and but it's good to like see that go blank and like okay like that's I've hit at least that amount of time so that's you know a like red flag right then and I remember being in school and I was um, taking a picture on snapchat with a girl and my like time limit thing went up and she was like wait why did you do that like Mm -hmm. why would you set timers for yourself like no one's doing this for you like it just really confused her and she like told a bunch of other people, and they're just like, Sadie's that girl that sets limits on her phone. Like, <laughs> it's like, it's like, why do you this? It's like, it's hard to explain, but like, when we're Christians and Jesus changes our life, it doesn't just change in like one aspect. It changes everything about our lives. And so that's even my relationship with my phone and like with like other people. And, but yeah, even down to the things of, spending too much time on those because you miss all of the like raw and like real moments of living with somebody mm-hmm. rather than just taking a picture with somebody. Yeah. So I think that's where those limits come from is more just how God's like worked in my heart and the outflow of that is like wanting to steward my time too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think that's really important it, with the stewarding time. I think definitely a great motivator and a lot of non-christians would be like you know why on earth would you do that it just yeah it doesn't yeah. make sense mm-hmm. yeah that's cool yeah what about you guys um i did have <clears throat> limits on my social media when i had it but so there's two options you know like 15 more minutes or skip limit for the day and i found myself a lot more <laughs> time skipping the limit for the day mm-hmm. so it was just kind of in more of a self-control aspect like Finding myself, like, spending more time maybe in the Word or spending more time with family and growing and developing better relationships rather than skipping my time limit for the day and playing on my phone and being secluded. So it was just, like, really convicting for me just to kind of realize that in myself and then notice that. So that's how I, like, why I've deleted my social media. But I do still have Snapchat, which was like a main form of communication in high school. That's how a lot of people talk. So I kept mm-hmm. it for that. But yeah. I've been thinking about if I wanted to delete that as well. Hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, so similar to Sarah, I had Instagram and I had Facebook. Um, and I had set timers on both of those. Just because, yeah, I didn't want to be wasting my day away, but a lot of times found myself just wasting my day away. And I think another thing I started thinking about was how much I truly am just consuming. At least for me, social media was a lot about just being a consumer, and I wasn't really adding 
anything. Like, I wasn't being creative on it. Like, Mm -hmm. it was truly just Mm -hmm. an outlet to uh, not, not always just numb my mind, but at the end of the day, it was just to kind of waste time and Mm -hmm. spend time doing something. And I, and I think I just started thinking about how I don't want to look back and think about all that time spent on something that's not even real. Like it's a, I mean, it is, but it's like a world that's not necessarily real. Mm-hmm. And it's a world that is not, is not building anything for, I mean, obviously God's kingdom, but mm-hmm. then also I think it's really, it had been really, um, destructive in my own life in the way that it was making me think about things about others. And, um, I think, yeah, there was a lot of different reasons that led me to deleting social media, but it got to the point where, um, at one point this had never happened to me, but I had turned on, I like got on Instagram right before I was going to walk into work and I saw a post by somebody and it ruined my day. And I had never like experienced that. And I hated that. I was like, the fact that something that's not even real and that somebody is probably just posting so that they can be seen and heard and loved, you know, but Mm -hmm. that ruined, like that made me feel so like worthless in a weird way. Like I hated the power that I felt like social media had Mm -hmm. over my mind Mm -hmm. and over my day. Um, And even, yeah, I just like never felt good after I spent time on social media because I wasn't doing anything to add to the space, like create content or anything. I was just more Mm -hmm. just to spend time on there. So sorry, that was kind of long. No, that's perfect. I think we we hit a wide variety of um, where we're coming from. Um, And just like from Sadie too, like you have your your hair accounts and Mm -hmm. I think there's parts of that like, man, like people want to know how good you are with Mm -hmm. um, what you do. And so, yeah. there, there is a, a, a big variety um, of backgrounds we're coming from. Um, but I do think that you're right, Liv, about... It's about one of the primary idols that in social media is, like, power of, like, um, people wanting to have power or control over their lives and just, like, making it seem like we do or whatever. Um, but I just wanted to ask the question, like, um, what do you guys think is your primary struggle with social media so in other words like what about it specifically is harmful with your relationship with God that's a good question mm-hmm. that's a really good question um I noticed when I had it I noticed I cared way too much about likes and what to post what to caption trying to plan in my mind what my next post was going to be or um just like the details of it were consuming and I did not like that about myself. <laughs> um, and it, ju- it just made me a lot more self-conscious and so I decided I didn't want to, I don't know, I didn't want to keep doing that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I know for me, it was just like the biggest time waster. It wasn't even like I was intentionally going on there, but you would find yourself on Instagram. And it's not even like you'd have to scroll through my personal feed, like the people I was following. And then as you go to like the searching feed and it gives you just a whole bunch Mm -hmm. of 
more yeah. media for you that they know you're interested in. So exactly. it's like, then you just, then you're on for a whole hour or something. Yeah. And it's very easily that. Yeah. No, that's the thing. It's like the, the explore page, like it just like enhances everything. Cause it's mm-hmm. like, dude, it, yeah, I totally know what you're saying. So yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I'd say also with my relationship with God, it, it's something that like social media, you can go to like tell others about things. And I can find myself easily being, like, when something exciting or fun or, like, good that I want to share, it's, like, automatically it's, like, oh, I got to put this on social media to put this out to other people. Mm -hmm. Instead of sharing some moments that are, like, this is just between God and I. And, like, I should really keep it this way. And, like, it's... So I think my relationship with God, how it changes, too, is, like, I'll share... Like, for example, I, what made me think of this is I went on a bike ride and this was, um, like in the fall time and I decided not to bring my phone with me and normally I do and I'll like snap a picture or something, but I hit a squirrel, (laughs) thought it was so funny and I like immediately like went to grab my phone because I was like I have to take a picture and like send this to someone and tell them like how funny it was and like so they can like relive that moment with me but it's like that moment was like just God and I because there was no one else in the bike path like it was just him and I and I like laughed and I looked up to the heavens and it's just like I'm sharing this moment which is God and I and like he's laughing too and like I just like felt more like intimate intimate in that moment because I didn't share it with somebody yeah so I think there's yeah yeah that's a no, I, mean, I think that's great. I mean, yeah. and Tony Rinke in 12 Ways Your Phone Is Changing You, he says that our memories, and he does a ton of research, are more clear when we don't record them. And in fact, when we take a picture, we reduce our memory to that photograph and you lose the smell mm. and the atmosphere or whatever it was. And it so, yeah, our memories are more distinct when we are not like constantly photographing things. And mm-hmm. I mean, for me, like I constantly take videos, so yeah. it probably says a lot. So yeah, that's cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah, which okay. I don't think necessarily can is a bad thing. Yeah. I do think is there's a purpose worse. for it. If we had no yeah. photos, I mean that'd be terrible. Yeah, <laughs> totally. Yeah, I think that's something else he says in the book too. He starts off saying, te- like technology, media is a tool, and we should use it as a tool, um, just like we use modern medicine or you know hammers or anything. But like any technology. Um, that can reverse parts of the fall. We can also experience, um, you know, the sinful use of it. And so that's what we experience Mm -hmm. with social media. Mm -hmm. Yeah, Sadie, I think similar to you, like the way I think it impacts my relationship with God, social media does, is that it distracts. Like it distracts Mm -hmm. what I think life is supposed to be about, like to a certain extent, like, I, um, I think a lot of times, yeah, whenever I'm going on trips or whatever Mm -hmm. it was, I notice myself thinking a lot more about posting Mm -hmm. than just experiencing the moments that God was giving me or like the Mm -hmm. blessing of the friends around me or just even like what God was trying to teach me. My mind, my mind was in a whole different Mm-hmm. place like in this alternate world which yeah. isn't the world around me and I was like this is so 
almost creepy, mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. which I don't know. Yeah, I could <laughs> think mm-hmm. that way. But then also, yeah, when I just think about the calling of God on my life to take hold of my mind mm-hmm. and to take, um, yeah, to be mindful of what I am putting before my eyes or whatever it is, like mm-hmm. to have my mind be, um, what's the verse where it says to take every thought captive? Mm-hmm. You know, like um, I think God has, like to live a Christian life means to, be attentive to what is around us and to not just mm-hmm. be, I don't know, yeah, living for something that's not in front of us. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah. for me, when AirPods first came out, I was really hesitant to like, and I, I mean, I still don't have a pair, but I'm really thinking about getting a pair right now. <laughs> um, but like, just because like everyone on the quad would be walking and just mm-hmm. listening to music and not like looking around. And I, would, I was like, I don't want to be like that. I just want to yeah. like look around and like see the people and it really just opens you up to have conversations or um, to experience like the world around us. Yeah. Yeah. And there is a good part to music, just like it is a good tool. I mean, like we can enjoy that, um, but there is a right place. And I'm not saying that's a bad thing to do because I mean, I've actually done that before, but um no, it's a good thought. Is that the verse? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, do you want to read that? It says, the ESV says, We destroy arguments and every lofty opinion raised against the knowledge of God and take every thought captive to obey Christ. Yeah, and I think, I mean, that kind of goes beyond what I was talking about. But, like, to a certain extent, like, if we are to be Christians, especially in this day and age, and I think mm-hmm. when we are more prone to, like, yeah, our generation especially is just, like, kind of not very, I think, attentive to what's going on in the world around them mm-hmm. and to be fighting the battles that are around us. Mm-hmm. Like, I think it really emphasizes, like, that our minds, our minds are where, like, a lot of those battles are going to take place. Mm-hmm. And so we need to be really careful about what we are putting into our minds exactly and what we're spending time thinking about because yeah. it's like if you live with a like this media intake mind of like whatever is consuming me that is where i'm going it's like you're just reacting to everything that's happening to you but if you are proactive with what's happening to you it's like i'm going to um like y- like if you're not letting these things control your thoughts then you're thinking about like how can i best serve the people around me? How can I like be aware of the needs of the people around me? And I think mm-hmm. that's something that you really won't get as much opportunity to do if you're constantly being, your brain is being swum around with, you know, media. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I think something I want to talk about for a little bit is the disconnect we have between what we see and like what is actual real life. And I think that's a, a big issue for a lot of people with it of like, this is what I see, and I and I know this isn't real, um, but it seems like it is. It seems like your life is pretty great. Um, yeah, and so um, I guess I don't really have a question for that, but, I mean, have you guys experienced stuff like that um, in your life, or like with media, social media? Well, I guess, yeah, actually, with... Um, I met someone once who like kind of thought they had had me pinned for this certain kind of personality because of 
they've, they've met me through social media before. And um, were kind of asking me questions and thought I was very different mm-hmm. than what they thought, saw on social media. Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. and I didn't like that at all. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Good example. Yeah. I, I thought it was cool. I, I was thinking about this and I was like, well, one, like pretty much all of the influencers, in quotation marks you could say, in Christianity, some of the greatest ones, pretty much all the greatest ones, never had social media. <laughs> and yeah, for the last like 100 years, we, we really haven't before, I mean, last 120, I mean, for us forever, we haven't had social media. Um, and so it's like, when you think about it, of like, like Jesus and uh, Paul and all the, all these great people, um, John Bunyan, the greatest writers. They're they're really this wasn't available to them. And sometimes we think of like the Sadie Robertsons of the world. I'm not about to bash any of those people, but really the real impact happens in day to day, just the slow moving things that are happening, and like this this discipleship of like you know these these close things and. We were just made that way to receive that um, better of like experiencing it yourself, someone that's actually living it out versus like seeing it through like a photo or something like that. But actually knowing someone that is like sharing the gospel with you um, is like a more of like a powerful witness. And so, yeah, I think it was just cool to, to hear that. Um, yeah, and I remember we talked a little bit about this in the car, but um, people like. Elizabeth Elliot and like mm-hmm. Corey Tinboom and like people that have like really made an impact even on like my own walk of just like books that I've read by them. It's like they didn't have social media at all and um yeah, like I don't I wanna don't wanna keep using Sadie Robertson as an example, but like she's someone that I think of that's like reaching all of these people and like which is a lot, but not really at a deep heart level that's like changing their lives and making them like what I mean maybe she is too but for me personally like I just see her as like a a figure and someone who's like posting like cute photos that like people love and see like oh the Jesus life and um yeah yeah like what does it what does it mean to like challenge our Christian walks and what does it mean to like actually speak into them? And I think it goes deeper than just a social media presence. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Which I'm sure she's doing. Yeah. Yeah. It's like hard against I'm sure she's like planting tons of seeds and she's part of someone's story somewhere. Yes. So that, that is important too. But yeah. And I think also, I think it gets hard because I think, like everybody deleting social media is not necessarily the answer because exactly. like we yeah. we are living in a world that is like consumed with social media like mm-hmm. that is where so many things are taking place and like mm-hmm. i think where like so many people are even making their livings like i have a sister mm-hmm. who's like making her living yeah. off of yeah. instagram like which is so cool that that's possible but also like yeah so i think it's not necessarily, like, we don't always have to delete social media. Like, I don't think that's always the answer. Mm-hmm. But I think we are called to really examine. Exactly. Steward. Yeah. Examine yes. and steward what that presence is in our lives. And, like, for some people, maybe it is deleting mm-hmm. social media. Mm-hmm. And maybe for others, it's like, 
yeah, placing limits or like just being more aware, like more mindful of what um, social media is doing in our lives and um, yeah, and the witness we do have on social media and how that's benefiting like the kingdom of God and yeah. Hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, I'm glad you said that. That's definitely like where I want people to end up and I'm really glad you mentioned it just because if that's some, a lot of people listening at this point might up till then be like, hey, you know, I'm just going to go delete everything and I could, <laughs> yeah, there is this essence of like, we should just um, discernment and um, just from a heart of like desire, like I really do want to like intake everything I do to the glory of God and um, yeah, because it, it can mean a lot of things and uh, I'm not saying you should only listen to Christian music or whatever, like, you know, so. Yeah. Any more thoughts of that? Yeah. Like learning to be in the world, but not of it. Like, and I think mm-hmm. that kind of can be like, how do we be in the social media world? Like, how do we mm-hmm. be in this present mm-hmm. world? And like, not, not just take on this like, oh, technology is just yes. from the devil. Like, mm-hmm. it's not. Like, God yeah. created it and put it in our yeah. lives. And like, yeah. he let this happen. Yeah. It's yeah. not all bad. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. And I'm definitely the type of person that like, oh, it's just all bad. Like, yeah. I hate it. I'm like, hate like, everything it's done. But, mm-hmm. you know, whatever. Which I think our <laughs> minds want to be like all in or nothing. Yeah, yeah. exactly. And we just yeah. not good at yeah, the Christian like, walk me, isn't just black and white. It's yeah, like yeah. It almost seems easier just to yeah. like just delete it all. Mm-hmm. Not even have a party. <laughs> not even have the temptation. Yeah. As I said on <laughs> right before we started the podcast, guys, I think I might just delete all my social media. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. And I think for people listening, of like how how do I do that? And I think it's just as simple as. It's like for me, like the more I read my Bible, the more I see the disconnect between what I see mm-hmm. on like media, you know, Facebook, YouTube, and from what I actually see as real life. And what I see as real life is more what I'm looking at in God's word. It's like these are the things that define reality for me. And so I think that's something that you can do to live in the world but not of it. And that could mean a lot of things for you. It can mean that um, you listen to, uh, <laughs> I don't know, like not... Christian music with your friends and or watch a movie of like something that's like really quote-unquote worldly and say like hey what does this tell us about God and or like there's there's so many things that we can do to like live in the world we can like do things but Mm -hmm. be like conscious of that and like bring this back to like what is true like what is Mm -hmm. right and um it just starts with like just spending time like understanding like what is real through God's word Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. just always having that perspective of um you know, this is temporary. Like you were saying earlier, Liv, like the the word and God, he is, he is forever. He is not changing. And then everything else around us is not as important. So I think if you just have a perspective of heaven, of God and giving him glory, that, that changes a lot about how you're letting other things influence you. Hmm. Yeah. I think um, there's this quote by Mark Dever, and I think it applies... Um, because w- with the way it is, um, so he quotes this um, from a sermon on, it, it's called Endurance for Ministry for Slow Reformation. He says, We the church need to forsake hype, overselling, and self-promotion that seems to be epidemic to social media. And we need to rediscover humility and word of mouth by personal testimony and prayer. 
Um, and I think that's it's really just awesome to hear that of like, and it's like, yes, you can still be involved in those things. I think those are things that are tools and they're great, but it's the slow, like gospel saturated living that will build like churches and will build people mm-hmm. from one generation to another. And so, cause we just want this like instant, like gratification when really it's like life is, um, slow and, um, hard, but it's worth it. And so, um, yeah. yeah. And like social media, I think has a tendency to paint other people's lives as very hype and very yeah. exciting and beautiful. And yeah, like a lot of people don't paint, like don't want to paint their lives ugly. Exactly. And, like, I get that. And also, even if they do, if there's vulnerability, there, it's vulnerability to a certain, it's controlled vulnerability. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and I think... Um, yeah, like you were saying, Dayton, like the Christian walk is, is not, is not always fun. It's not always hype. It's not always these high, beautiful, amazing moments. And I Mm -hmm. think when we are saturating our minds, like in social media and seeing that all that like seems worthwhile to the world is hype and like beautiful and all these amazing moments, like, I think it starts to really warp the narrative in our minds about what the Christian walk is about and, like, what our lives are about. Like, are they about these, like, wonderful, amazing moments? Or is it about, like, like, I'm brushing my teeth right now and I can do that to the glory of God. And, like, that's, that's amazing. And, like, Mm -hmm. they're, yeah, the Christian walk is, like, so much more about just like the simple day to day where we're choosing to be faithful and like glorify God in each of those moments. Mm-hmm. And I think that's that makes life so much more approachable too. Like then yeah. we don't have then we're not thinking we need to like do all these amazing, wonderful things to like please God or you know, mm-hmm. all he asks is for us to like be faithful in this mm-hmm. moment. And that's a lot yeah. more manageable too. Absolutely. You know, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's not like as overwhelming. It just kind of takes like a burden off. And yeah, and I think that can even free people's anxieties too. Mm-hmm. Like, I think as like being younger when I had social media and like junior high and stuff, I think it created a lot more anxiety and just like fear over what my future was going to look like and just like if we see it through like that lens that it's like the Christian life isn't going to be something like that. It's something that we can live in our daily life of like little moments of obedience. Then it's a lot more manageable and to do, to live it with Christ rather than on our own, trying to seek after all these high, awesome moments. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. No, I mean, even I was um, telling them, I just posted this video about, um, disposable camera and it's like a little like short film I posted on Instagram and Facebook and I was like um, made it I, I took a 10 minute version and made a one minute version so anyways I'm literally taking out the best moments of the like everything and like I have like hours of footage and I'm just like editing and um, yeah I think that's like the tendency mm-hmm. um, we have like when um, it comes to like social media like we want to pick out the highlights and the, the stuff but um yeah, but anyways, I think I want to wrap up with um, a, just like 
not to leave anyone in the dust, what are some applications, what are some things that I can do today to like live in a way that is honoring God with my phone? And you guys can go anywhere, some things that you do in your own life or that, yeah. Um, a big conviction I have is not to be on my phone before bed. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, that was different for everybody, but I would like to spend like ideally the last like hour before bed either reading, not necessarily the Bible, but like or spending time with family and just kind of unwinding that way instead of just mindlessly scrolling through um, social media in in order to feel tired Mm. yeah and that's good for a lot of reasons and like one is like sometimes like when we're consuming so many things we can be all across the world Mm -hmm. but like we we weren't made to have that capacity and like that's okay to like take in at certain times but like if you're reading about the things going around the world your brain like right before bed is going a million miles an hour Mm -hmm. and you're not going to be ready to to sleep Mm -hmm. and Mm -hmm. so i think for that reason and also for the 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 lights, the yellow lights or blue lights yeah, or whatever yeah. and stuff like that. I think just an hour before bed and an hour after you wake up, try not to use your phone would be a great way to start. Mm-hmm. Yes, basically along the same lines um, as Heather. I think that's a really great conviction. Um, mornings are the same way. Mornings and nights mm-hmm. before, before I do anything on my phone and let the craziness of the world like get into my head I want to I want to get in the word of God first so that Mm -hmm. that is the first thing that impacts my day the same thing at night like I think I want my first moments in the morning and my first like last thoughts at night to be with God you know Mm -hmm. I like the craziness of the world can can fill my day but like I need to be grounded something and like end and start my days Mm -hmm. not all all over the place Mm -hmm. yeah I also think like going out for dinner with people or like being with people but just like especially I remember our parents when Mm -hmm. Derek first got a phone they were like okay we don't have phones out at the table Mm -hmm. like at the kitchen table it was a big deal like never have your Mm -hmm. phone out then and so, like, in my mind, like, going out to eat and, like, yeah. other things like that, like, it just automatic, and it's a good good habit to get into to just put your phone away when you're having a meal with someone. Mm-hmm. Like, when Lou was talking about not having it in the morning and, like, giving time for God, like, the morning is my main devotion time. Mm-hmm. And whenever I would bring my phone with me, it's like I would get a notification and be so distracted. But... I really liked to not have it with me so it wasn't that distraction. Yeah. And just, like, leave like it in a separate room and go to, somewhere yeah. else. Yeah. yeah. These are... I got these applications from someone else, too, and he read the same book, and he kind of came up with this list. It's called Top 10 Applications If I Was 20. And um, another one he said in here, which doesn't really have to do... Um, with your phone necessarily, but it says get in an exercise routine with a friend. I think, and the reason he's like putting this here of like, like using your time to good purposes and filling them up is like the more time you spend with people and doing things, the less likely you're going to have this itch to use your phone. And I think the more bland you make your phone, the more 
willing you will be to do other things of like there was a time when I was trying to cut stuff down and I would start using Venmo and I'd look at Venmo because I was bored and eventually I got sick of looking at Venmo because it's Venmo nothing <laughs> to look at and so the idea is that your phone would become more bland and you know life would be you know more appealing but um, yeah uh, another one would be um, turning off a lot of your notifications just go through your phone and say like, um, pretty, I would say text and calls and besides that, try to get rid of everything else. There might be some other things like, hey, I need this, email, stuff like that. It, leave that up to you, but try to turn off most of your notifications. Um, and this one was also like getting people in your lives, get a real life character hero and try to be like them. So not someone you see in the movies. Um, but find someone in your life and it's like, I want to emulate to be like that person because sometimes we want to, um, you know, look like something that we see online and I think that can um, not be healthy. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, do you guys have any more applications you'd give for people? What are some things you would do today if you had to give someone advice? I think kind of along with the real life hero, uh, like journal and pray through like what you want your life to be marked by like what you want your um even like your spiritual or your christian walk to be marked by like and think about how your phone is impacting that and like if that's holding you if your phone is holding you back in certain areas um from that and i think just like yeah pray pray and ask what god wants you to be doing with social media like it's not mm -hmm. going to be the same for everybody right mm -hmm. and like a lot of these things like maybe you don't need to do all these, these things mm -hmm. you know like it's yeah I think thinking about how God is uniquely calling you to um live your life and how you can best glorify him mm. through your phone mm -hmm. yeah that's good because I may be a little bit worried if you walked away from this and did everything on it <laughs> all at once <laughs> That would probably not last. Yeah. 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 Okay, so at the end of every episode, well, first of all, thanks for coming on. I mean, appreciate it um, mm -hmm. for just, you know, opening up your studio for me to come into. At the end of every episode, we like to say, and that's how you trust God, though. So we're going to, I'll count us down to like one, two, three. Okay. okay. And, and that's, that's how you trust, trust God, bro. God, bro. <laughs>